Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. And here we are, middle of May, (laughs) Mother's Day weekend. (laughs) I don't know. I had no place to go, apparently, right at the beginning of this one. There's a lot going on. It's Mother's Day. It just Mother's Day was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And if you have been paying attention to our social media, then you know that we gave away um, a family four-pack to go see. Um, our screening, our special screening tonight of Fast X, because that's the best Mother's Day present ever for this mom, maybe for some other moms too. I don't think we should generalize that just because it's an action car movie right. with explosions, that it's only for guys, because this is one of my favorite mm-hmm. franchises. And so we'll all be there tonight. I know we usually say we won't see you at the movies, but tonight, if you won, we may see you at the movie and we might be given away. You might get some of our free prizes. And then we're going to talk about the movie um, coming up here on movies that make us. So we have a lot of stuff coming up that we're going to get to see people at the movies with. We're going to know it's exciting. Well, I don't think we can say we'll see you at the movie. No, we have to change it to something else. (laughs) We, We probably will see you at the movies. Doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, <laughs> we might we might see you at the movies. We might not. Who knows? Who it's knows? a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> do people still go to movies? We'll we'll throw that one out there. I don't know, but they yes. do. Yes. Yeah, we just had uh, Guardians. Uh, we've got Fast X. We got Transformers. We got. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones, there's a lot coming. Indiana Jones, Eternal, or not Eternals. Marvels. Um, that movie has been like wiped out of the MCU, by the way. <laughs> like they've just, for, I they feel like all the movies that we've watched have just totally not ever touched anything that happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. No, what's the other, what's the Marvels. Disney animated movie? Oh, Oh, Elemental. 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 That's coming. Yeah, that's right. that's yeah. coming, and I'm so excited. Uh, Obviously, I'm so excited I couldn't even Pixar, remember. Pixar one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Across the Spider-Verse is also coming. Yes. Uh, Little Mermaid I'm going to see Tuesday, which I'm, like, on the fence about. My, like, my, it's about the girl. My girls are so excited about The Little Mermaid, and I think that's the that's part that people are, are missing is I get it. Like nobody is taking away your animated classic right. little right. mermaid. Yeah. But like my, my oldest daughter who I've brought to a few screenings, she's like, if you get into a screening dad, I want to go to the nice. little mermaid. And I said, well, well see I what have happens. requested. I did request that movies that make us and multiplane podcast, um, get to give away passes. I nice. have not heard back yet. Um, but I'm going to the critic screening and I get to take um, my sister-in-law and my niece and my nephew, they're my youngest of of my niece and nephews with me. Um, and my brother gets to do whatever. He's not invited. Um, but <laughs> just four of us get to go. So I, I I will be able to, like, give you a facial expression. Yeah. If it's... If... <laughs> well, I, I think, though, either way, like, and my other daughter, every time we see anything Little Mermaid, she's really excited yeah. about it. So... I think this brings a whole new generation of yeah. uh, mm-hmm. individuals who aren't as familiar with the animated. This kind of puts it in, you know, terms that, that they're going to enjoy terms is not the right word, but in a medium that they're going to enjoy. Yeah. And, yeah. and so well, I, get, I get so frustrated with all the haters because you got people who are just plain racist who are like mermaid shouldn't be black. It's like, what? They're usually uh, they blue should and be, green. Should, if yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they're going to blend in, they've got to be. They're green also and blue. murderers usually. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. Yeah, but then you have the people who are just like very anti-Disney, or you have people who are just like, and I, I, I don't like the remakes personally, but it's like they're not really made for me. So you know yeah. what? That's okay. You know, but you do. You see all the little girls who are so excited to see it. Yeah. Um, especially little girls of color. You saw like there's some TikToks of their reactions to seeing it. And they're like, 
she looks like me and that just melts your heart like i'm so yeah. excited yeah. for that yeah the, the thing is, with anything nowadays, there's going to be people who are politically, morally, whateverly, like, opposed to whatever it is and be very vocal about it. Just ignore it. Like what you like. Enjoy what mm -hmm. you enjoy. And comment sections of anything. Like, I just, yes. <laughs> I share them here with all y'all. If you see me in person or you want to message me something and want to have a conversation, great. But every once in a while like i i'm like huh and i go into the comment section and then i quickly run away because i'm like oh yeah, this is why i don't come here anymore i like to depending on what the post is sometimes i'll look at it and i'll think i'll bet that within <laughs> the first three comments there's going to be this specific comment and then i like to see if i'm right that's usually what i go into the comment section and and then you fill uh, out your bingo card and you're done yeah <laughs> sometimes though people will go and clean up their comment section before i get a chance to see and so they've kind of deleted yeah. some of those comments which you know is fine well, i'm too. excited because we yeah. get little mermaid in this new revamped and then we get across the spider-verse which i'm also yeah. on the fence about like the first one was so good so it's just like how do you and it was so good because it was so new yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. yesterday I got the worst yet best like nudge from Nike. I have the Nike app because I'm a member of I saw Nike. your post. <laughs> and so they sent me this, hey, we have the new um, you know, Spider-Verse Nikes that are gonna be coming out. Do you want us to tell you before they drop? And I'm like, how about you tell me how much they're gonna be first? Like they don't tell you the price. Well, of course. So not. I sent them, I sent it to Dave because I missed out on the first ones. Mm -hmm. And now trying to find them like, but the real ones from like real legit places. Yeah. So I might be taking up like two or three jobs just to buy those. $200 is what I saw in the Nike app. Yeah. I, the, the last ones were $250. So yeah. I figured they're going to be around that. You know what? Um, and for Mother's Day, Dave and Sammy got me my clear plastic shoe boxes to put all of my nikes in nice. they're gonna be here in my office in my closet very cool and i'm gonna i've been building the boxes all morning i'm gonna clean my shoes i'm gonna stick them in there and there will be a place just for the new ones hint oh, nice. hint <laughs> birthday I, present early <laughs> to my husband to the babe i i hope I hope it will be good. I know that there's always the risk that, you know, how do you capture that lightning in a bottle twice? Because the first one was just yeah. so, so good. Uh, I think the only thing that my, my six-year-old who loves Spider-Man said is, you know, and it was weird. It was a spot on, uh, oh gosh, no, I can't think of his name. Never mind. It was going to be funny, but the more cowbell guy. Oh, Christopher Walken. Christopher it was Walken. in his like spot on Christopher Walken voice. He said, "What this movie needs is more Spider Man." Because <laughs> there's uh, all the Spider Man. Yeah, and so, so he, you know, seeing the previews for, yeah, he's like, "I've got a fever, and the only cure is more Spider Man." And so this, is, I think, will be right up his alley because there's a lot of Spider Man in this one. So. I think Ben's gonna have quite the day. He's he's going to enjoy it quite a bit. The movie could be awful, and he's still matter. going to enjoy is it. Is Ben like, going to wear his Spidey suit to the premiere? I will wear mine if he's going to wear his. I'll talk. I'm sure I can talk him into it. I don't think I, I was going to say. I'll see if I can talk him. It. What am I talking about? Of course he'll he'll do it. He'll have to go without a mask because I think most of the well, theaters yeah. have a no mask. But Miles doesn't yeah. like wear a mask all the time. So yeah. yeah, for for a movie that centers a lot on like. We want to keep like Spider-Man historically has been, I don't want people to know that I'm Peter Parker and then everybody knows that he's Peter Parker. And then he doesn't want people to know that he's Peter Parker. But for that, they walk around without their mask on a lot. It's like a Mandalorian. It's a yeah. on off. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole new thing because obviously it's okay for Bo-Katan to do it, but not for oh, Din to do it. I don't know. It's a whole know. different episode. <laughs> yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. It, it is. It is the day after Mother's Day, so we picked a classic Mother's Day film with Back to the Future. When your mother falls in love with you. Yeah, for, for, those, <laughs> for those that are extra close with their mothers, this is the film for them. Or their mothers are extra close with them. This is this is taking a turn. We usually do these kind of episodes after dark. So yeah, well, we like, to, we like to switch it up. So, it's a little spicy. Well, this is a good time to talk about it, though. 
Yes. Um, we we have this is our second attempt at doing a Back to the Future episode. Yes. So there are a couple of episodes that you've heard us on the show refer to. Uh, one is the Ready Player One episode, which is Lost to the Ether. Uh, and then this Back to the Future episode, uh, which we did at FanX a couple of years ago. We recorded it. Uh, we did not talk a lot about the movie. Um, something has happened with part of the sound. So we've never been able to publish that episode. Yeah. Um, and so we thought maybe we could go back and revisit it. Go back in now. Time. Go back in time to FanX 20. I would <laughs> imagine 2021, maybe, is that when we recorded it? <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and we'll we'll record it uh, today. So that's that's what we're doing, and it's a good time as well. Val, you pointed this out. The uh, still documentary about Michael J. Fox is now on Apple TV Plus, and so um, you guys can check that out. I started watching it a little bit last night. It's fascinating. It's it's interesting to see him and like he's just an amazing individual to keep going like he has yeah. with with yeah. Parkinson's and do the things that he has. Um, and when we'll everybody get... asks me, like, is it a sad documentary? Is it about his disease? It's not, it's about his life yeah. and there's so much nostalgia. So if you grew up while he was gr growing up, which oh. I did watching yep. him on all these different TV shows in all the movies, it goes through where he was in his life during that time. Like he dropped out of high school and his dad drove him from Canada to California to be an actor and said, okay, bye, dropped him off. And during the time where he had, like, he was becoming so successful, like right at the beginning of his career, he was broke. He didn't have any money. Yeah. And so it went, it goes through all of this. And then he even like talks about how it, he got famous so quickly that it went to his head and he was a jerk for a little while. Cause we all think of him as mm -hmm. such a nice so guy, but when you're yeah. a kid, and you yeah. get that famous that quickly and you're like 22 years old. He he admitted he's like, I was a jerk for a little bit. He had drunken nights with Woody Harrelson because who doesn't, right? Well, that, like imagine. <laughs> 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 well, it's it's funny. That's where it where the documentary starts, right? Is he's recounting an experience when he woke up in the morning thinking he was really hungover and and he talks about, you know. Was it another, I had been out with Woody Harrelson that night on, and, and the thing is, I don't think of Michael J. Fox in that context because no, I think no. of him as, you know, his characters from oh, the so shows. Good. Yeah. The shows that he was in Marty McFly and all of that. And so you don't think about that, but you know, when these, when these performers get so famous, so young, yeah. it's easy to fall into a lot of those vices. It's easy for older people that get famous old to fall into some of those things yeah. as well. Yeah. And I mean, he was a kid and he had money and he was hanging, you know, I mean, yeah. and you're hanging out with Woody Harrelson. I mean, I well, feel and, like, you know, but. And you, and you feel too, I'm sure you've got the peer pressure of everybody else around you is doing it. You want to fit in. This is what the cool kids are doing. So you get all of that as well. Plus then you've got the money, you've got the fame. People are just giving you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes over all of that. And so it's just so, fascinating um, like remembering i remember watching this and then he goes like this is where my life was while this was happening and so you've got that nostalgia plus you're just mm -hmm. having these aha moments and then he talks about keeping the biggest secret of his life because he didn't tell anybody that he was sick for so right. long yeah. you know so it's just so fascinating and it's it's for me it's inspiring but it's also just I gave it an A and I just um, really admire how, how open he was. I got to um, interview the director at Sundance and mm -hmm. um, he was just like, yeah, we've had carte blanche with him and we got to follow him and his family and ask questions. And then they'll show you in the, in the documentary that when he got too tired um, because he can't control his body all the time, they had to take breaks Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. him going through physical therapy and, you know, all of this stuff and his wife's been there, you know, through the whole time, they all came to Sundance. He's coming back to Utah for fan X. So right. you might have a chance to meet him. So you might as well watch it. Yeah. And, like get to yeah. know all the things and be a total stalker. I'm, I am so 
nervous for him to come to fan X. I am too. And I don't think he's going to do meet and greets. I think he's just going to do his panel and then a couple of very, like he's not going to sit at a table. Yeah. And so have people I know they've, up. they've sold some autographs and they're pretty pricey I'm, and it, it will be signed. I just don't know. It's going to be kind of what like we did with Simon Pegg at um, yeah. Fantasy Con, where it's in a separate room. Yep. Mm-hmm. There aren't any cameras, but he's not going to be sitting at a table that you can just walk up. Right. Yeah, and no, he can't. just can't do that. He can't yeah, right. do that. Like, I have pictures of him on the red carpet at Sundance, and I just don't feel good posting them because it's hard to get a picture where he doesn't look distressed. And I just don't want. I don't feel good about posting those pictures. Yeah, right? and he and he'll be doing photo ops and things like that. And all of that to be said, like I think he's amazing for doing it, and it shows how much he appreciates the fans well, like and everything. their support, and and things like that. What I'm nervous about, and we have great fans here in the Salt Lake area and in Utah in general, but sometimes they feel a little bit entitled. And I think if there's going to be a time where, you know, there's going to be delays at the photo ops or Mm -hmm. there's going to be photo ops Mm -hmm. that just don't happen because he can't go. Mm -hmm. There are going to be people who are going to complain about it. And I just don't punch them in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Jake's out there punching people. (laughs) You're going to see me. If you see me punching somebody in the face, it's because they said something about having to wait too long or having something canceled with Michael J. Fox punch in the face. That's well, it. and the thing that's so cool with him too is like every single dollar that he's charging for this goes to Parkinson's research. Like none of this is going to him. Yeah. So I mean, it's like it's incredible. A that he's here. B that he's raising money for this cause. Yeah. Um, just incredible. Yep. Just be patient. But I do worry about that people. too, Jake. I do worry about the the blowback on the well. I was promised this and I didn't get it. It's like yeah. Yeah. This is a human being. Yep. Yeah. And we forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and not only is he a human being, he's got some major things that he's dealing with. So be kind, yeah. become be calm. Yeah. But yeah. but he is coming with yeah. a lot of the cast of Back to the Future, which is the movie we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited that they're coming. I don't know that I'll be able to get into the panel because I know that it's like a lottery thing or whatever. Yeah. But but it's just cool that they're gonna be here. Um this is one of my favorite movies growing up. I love Back to the Future. I remember watching it a lot. I remember wanting a DeLorean because of this movie. Same. I thought they looked really cool. I wasn't a car guy, but I wanted a DeLorean. Yeah. A Lamborghini Countach and a DeLorean. Those were my two cars. Yes, those were the two cars. I think that those were the ones I had the Countach poster in my wall. Like it was totally awesome. Uh, But then the DeLorean was like the dream, right? Even though it was so not. Right, <laughs> a great car at all, <laughs> but they made it so cool in this movie. They did, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. If you're gonna go back in time, you might as well do it in style. Exactly. So, yeah, I uh, remember seeing this one in the theater. Uh, my sister was a big Michael J. Fox fan from the um, Family Ties days, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about this movie and went into it, and then came out of it, and I was just like, "When can we see this again?" Yeah. Well, and it it's um, and it's one that I feel like has held up. I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I enjoy revisiting well, I it and going back yeah. and watching it, um, and I feel like my kids have enjoyed watching it, even though now everything's dated. I mean, you watch Back to the Future too, and they go to the year 2015, <laughs> <laughs> and that's eight years in the rearview mirror at this point. We still don't have flying cars or hoverboards like real hoverboards. And it's because yeah. we don't deserve them. Like, well, you know, we're true. just gonna, we're just gonna mess it up. If it's... And, and you realize that if they were to remake back to the future, he would be going back to 1993. Yeah. In yeah. Era. And that's sad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie came out in 1985, which is a big, big year for movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the year we got Goonies. That's the year we got mm-hmm. Mad Max. That's the year we got Commando. Like, we got all of these really big action-packed movies, plus, you know, like The Color Purple. Um, there a lot. Like, there are so many movies that came out this year. There was a... What? 85 was a good year for movies. Yeah, yeah, it was a great year. We've talked about that before. I've been on a couple podcasts as well that kind of talk about 84 and 85, which were really good years for movies. Um, but 
what is really cool about this movie that was kind of kicking off during this time. I mean, we have another Rocky movie and Rocky already really um, delved into making sure that you had a hook song, right? Mm -hmm. They had a soundtrack that you had a song that when you heard it, you thought of that movie. And this is definitely one of those that did it. We saw it then with mm-hmm. Top Gun, you know, and it just kind of became more than what I thought they thought it was going to be. Because with Rocky, we have the Rocky. With this one, we have such an iconic song. Mm-hmm. That, that there's you, a couple on this one, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, it really kicked off this soundtrack of, you know, the soundtrack is just as important as the mm-hmm. score. Because mm-hmm. before it was the score 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 well score. and, they didn't, they and didn't now you've sell. got the the popular songs well and they didn't sell the soundtrack or the score really that was a that was just for the movie and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it became we could yeah. put these on cassettes yeah, yeah. you're going to and the record store and you're buying the soundtrack yeah <laughs> hey what huey lewis and the news have got to be grateful for this movie because oh yeah mm-hmm. i mean they've they had some good stuff and they were a big deal but i think this i movie had the just... soundtrack on cassette oh yeah I was mm-hmm. playing it on my three-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is. <laughs> You're and, trying to get up to 88 miles an hour on this three-wheeler. <laughs> hoping, hoping that it just leaves fire in your tracks. Like that was one of my favorite things every time it would travel in time. And there's, um, I, I think the, the songs were fantastic. You mentioned the score. The score in this is also oh, really, really good. It's so iconic. I mean, yeah. some of the, like there are there are parts of the score that if I hear it, I can immediately picture the scene in the movie. Now, part of that is I have seen this movie probably no less than 60 times. I mean, I have seen it a lot mm-hmm. of times in my mm-hmm. life. But if you hear like the like the that is a horrible impression of what the sound <laughs> sounds like. But you hear we all knew what you the, were doing. Yeah. You hear parts of the soundtrack and you know right where you are in the movie and you can picture it. And I do think that this one out of the entire franchise, like you said, holds up a lot more than the others. Um, three's, three's pretty close. Three. I mean, it, it's, but there's three still some good. slow, two, there's still some slow parts in, in three, but like Dave and I, during the pandemic, when they were showing all of these older movies on the big screen, this is right. when I got, I had a chance to watch it on the big screen for the first time. Cause I watched it a ton as a kid. Yeah. But like it was at home on, you know, we rented it or yeah. not rented it, but we had a copy of it <laughs> and um, watched it and watched it and watched it and watched it. And yeah. that's, I, I mean, I watched it all the time. And so we went and saw it on the big screen and we were, is probably, we were the only ones in the theater, I think. And it was so much fun to watch it. And what I really loved is the timing of the editing cuts mm-hmm. because it is such this movie that just like keeps you up the whole time. You're it's not like too fast, like an action movie, but you're just, it's, it's, there's something that you do with the lighting that they have, the constant upbeat music, Mm -hmm. and then the coloring and all the reds and the blues that come out of everything. And then you've got these, these bright paced cuts in the movie that just keeps you here the whole time. Well, not got... anxiety here, but like, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here hanging out with you, you know? Yeah. And you have a very clever script and you have mm-hmm. very likable actors. So yeah. you add all that together and it's, it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, this was one of Robert Zemeckis' first films as a director. Mm-hmm. But I think he had a little help behind the scenes <laughs> you think with, <laughs> from, from steven spielberg uh, who is a, a producer on the film or executive producer on the film if you've um, seen some of the documentaries about zumeckas and spielberg and kind of the men directors of that day mm-hmm. they all were backstage back set whatever at all of their movies helping each other out and spielberg yeah. was on set almost every single day at this movie just like most of them like mm-hmm. Zemeckis and a, like a bunch of other people, Scorsese on um, Jaws, when he was totally eating poo sandwiches, they were helping him out. So there's something to be said about the close-knit community of filmmakers back then and not having this macho-ness of 
not being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, where mm -hmm. they would just be there. What do you very mean? Collaborative. We're here. Yeah, very yeah. collaborative. And well, I think it's Zemeckis's best film. I, I think he's uh, recently well, it's, his stuff has just not. It's either this. It's either this or Romancing the Stone. I it love really. Romancing the Those Stone. Two. So we we need to do that on this show. We That's should do that one. one. That is a another That's classic. Another one I would watch over and mm -hmm. over and over again. Chemistry between those two. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. But this one, this one is probably my favorite out of. And that's in 1984. Yeah. So 84, 85. Like, well, yeah. it, it was just, it was an interesting time for movies. And I think when you hear the movie industry is always changing, right? The yeah. film industry, entertainment, it's always changing. And right now we are in a season where it is all about these 10 pole mm -hmm. franchises. And that's what the big draw at the movie theater is. And, and I get that, that it, it does feel overdone. And when you hear people complain and it sounds like they're telling you to get off their grass or they're yelling at the cloud or whatever, <laughs> like it's because when you look at the eighties and you look at some of these films that came out, there were so many fresh original ideas and you didn't have mm -hmm. the big properties like you do now. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was just different. I mean, when you talk about the Goonies, you talk about Back to the Future, you talk about Romantic, these are all really, and even Indiana Jones coming into being during that time and things mm -hmm. like that. These are all fresh, original ideas. And, you know, Star Wars at that point was still a fresh and original mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. And it was just so different, it's, I think. It's so hard now because movies are so expensive. The salaries right. are so big. You have you have businesses running movie studios instead of filmmakers, and they have a huge requirement with the shareholders. They have to produce certain amounts of money, and so you it's easier to sell something that people already know and that they're nostalgic about. And now you have the people who grew up on this stuff when they were kids who now have money that they can throw um, right. and to spend, and so that's why we get caught up into this but i remember when making a hundred million dollars at the box office was amazing yeah and now if the movie doesn't make a hundred million it's a complete flop yeah yeah i mean because there's so much that goes into it mm -hmm. um i feel like though we could totally do like a month of zumeca's because and he definitely likes working with tom hanks yes um mm -hmm. but i mean forrest gump castaway polar express beowulf i didn't care for um what Lies Beneath is kind of one of those that intrigues me, but then I watch it and I'm, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like I like it, but there's something about it that I don't let myself like all the way. Mm -hmm. I always forget, like, I know I liked this. And then I go and I start watching it and I'm like, it's, what is it? It's, it's like it beef jerky me? with me. Like every once in a while I get a craving for beef jerky and then I have a piece of beef jerky and I go, that's why I haven't had beef jerky for about a yeah. year. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it'll be that. another year until yeah. you forget. And you're like, oh my gosh, I really want that. Now listen. And you have a bite and you're like, no, no, I don't, didn't. Don't, don't come at Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> no, Taco Bell is my, like, literally, it is, everybody has like the movie that, or the franchise, or like, I like reality TV. I like Fast and Furious. It's my guilty pleasure. Taco right. Bell all the way is my guilty pleasure. But this Taco Bell over here by my house messes up our order every time. I go and get it once every three or four months. I'm like, have a hankering for Taco Bell. And I forget that they screw up. And then I get it. <laughs> and then I'm like, every time, man, you yeah. have one job. We, we've got one. We've got one close to our house. It does pretty good. We, But I order on the app. That's, that's my favorite thing. Listen, if you guys are not, if people, listeners, audience members, <laughs> if you're not ordering food on apps to go to a fast food place and then picking it up at the drive-thru window, you're not living your life right. Like Sometimes to the I fullest. Like to old school, Jake. Yeah. And that's fine. I guess. Sometimes I, mean, I don't know what I want until I get there. But see, that's, I never know what I want. And so for me, ordering on the app takes all the anxiety away from me <laughs> of having to stand at the menu and decide what I want. And so I can plan it. I'm a, any, okay, you got me into to. the breakfast at Taco Bell. I didn't even know Taco Bell breakfast is because when they yeah. started breakfast, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on the radio because we had to, but I never could get it because I was working right. during that time. And I've tried it twice now, but um, 
like, again, I don't usually leave my house during breakfast time unless I'm going to the gym and it's kind of bad form yeah. to like pick up Taco, Taco Bell, Bell on the way the gym. or on the way to. Yeah. yeah. I get that. So yeah, that makes how sense. late do they serve, if you serve breakfast till 11? It's like 10 30 or 11. Yeah. I think Gosh, I missed it again. Dang uh, it. They well, used to have a anyway a naked taco for breakfast that was really what good. What is that? So it's it was just like stuff on a plate. No, so like the <laughs> shell, the shell was like the egg, and so all of the stuff oh. went into an egg. Shell. So it was like oh. the carbs were a lot less, and it was pretty okay. tasty. Okay, so, I'm going to Taco Bell for the carbs. I gotta I know, tell you I right know. now, like Taco Bell is not the place I'm going to. I mean, I do like their bowls with the guac, and they were yeah. trying, you know, all that kind of stuff, but. No, I'm, if I'm going there, like I'm, I'm asking for the most crunchy carbs that I yeah. can get. Yeah, that's what's happening. But um, back to the movie that we're talking about. Sorry. Speaking of fast, we were on track. I took us like, off that time. That was me. Um, oh. if you, we're gonna talk about food. Like I'll be there all the time. But what I love about this is even when he goes back in time, like the town kind of looks like what it is they don't change the music to like what you would think it would be so it's still there which i think was a good choice because like you usually would always go to something from that area you do kind of hear that music every once in a while yeah, yeah. but them yeah, going into them hanging out at um the little cafe is like one of my favorite places i want that cafe to be somewhere yeah, yeah. like i want to be able to go in get a milkshake sit at the thing dip my fries in the milkshake i, I never i never got into that i know i know that universal used to have uh, a back to the future ride i want them to yeah. have a back to the future land like they've got with the wizarding cool. world of harry potter where you yeah. can go to the 2015 from the movies you can yeah. go to the wild west town you can go to that diner uh and and order a tab and have them tell you they can't give you a tab until you order something. So <laughs> write a letter, Jake. Make this happen. Everybody's, I be able to, on the, yeah. everybody's got to put on the life preserver. Yeah, I want to be able to buy the life preserver on the way in. Yeah. And then you can all have skateboards, like people just breaking their ankles everywhere. They, they still have the uh the town hall at the uh at Universal at the in California. Back lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. It yeah. didn't burn down. If you take the tour, then they, you can still see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh at, I Save just, the, I love the diner scene too. I love it when he's uh, ordering a Pepsi light or whatever it is. And then the tab. <laughs> well, just in every, every different aspect of their movies throughout the whole franchise, they you have some kind of diner. They either yeah. have like the saloon or they have, you know, like, so they, it's just, the I like cafe. how they keep coming back to, cafe. yeah. I like how. Mm -hmm. They have specific things that they stick to um, to pull that together. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I go ahead, can I Tracy. be a total film nerd here for a second? No. Uh, that's it wouldn't be an episode here. of our show if you weren't at some point. So <laughs> we've been waiting. When I was when I was rewatching this, the the opening sequence reminded me so much of Rear Window, the mm -hmm. Hitchcock movie, because we start off and it's just this moving shot going through Doc's place yeah. and we're seeing all this stuff that's telling you the story before the movie kind of yeah. begins rear window you start off and we see that he's a photographer and when we see the picture of the the car wreck and then we see the smashed camera and then we see his cast and then you see his girlfriend and yeah. it's totally a different vibe i would character. recommend that if you like back to the future and you've never oh, seen no, rear window Windows incredible right yeah, but, but it's a different vibe oh, it is yeah. but it's so good but Listen, anyway but, but just showing I, I, the pictures and all the 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 he's got Albert Einstein and then he's got yeah. the dog yeah. and you just no, kind I of go through it and it's just like it was just this really cool like nod to the master of Hitchcock and so. then that giant amp and turning it up all the way like <laughs> and they they stole that for a lot of things that was in. They, they redid that scene for commercials. Oh, um, it was redone in a Michael Jackson music video. Like that's right. this was that like. That was probably Culkin too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was this thing that just kind of grabbed on to everyone. And you would see it. If, if this movie came out now, it would be TikTok videos all over the place of recreating mm -hmm. this scene because mm -hmm. it's so much fun. It's just so yeah. much fun. And yeah. I think a lot of what we see in the beginning of this movie 
is why I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit so much is because he's very like Zemeckis in how he gets you attached to little things and to yeah. noticing the little things and to making all of the background because in this movie and in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it's so busy. Right. right. Yeah. But it right. doesn't feel busy. It all feels like it's, it's there for a reason. Like we've gone to see movies where we're like, why is there so much crap? Why is there so much noise? Why is there so much going on? This movie has a lot going on. Yeah. And yeah. it's so much fun. Like it all it's has heavy. a reason. He has a reason for it. It's yeah. Heavy. It's heavy. Uh, I, but in that, and a great example of that is in the opening scene. Cause as they go through, they kind of slowly pass the TV screen where they're talking right. about the plutonium that's been stolen mm -hmm. and is and you gone go missing. And the cases underneath the table. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and I remember the first time I noticed that as an older kid, like not just as a little kid watching it, because that went over. Like you're not seeing those details, is it? Right. I wasn't at least. But then remember, I remember seeing that and thinking I was so smart and cool because I figured it out, which. I wasn't, but I thought for a minute that I was. <laughs> well, and a lot of the things I didn't even notice till I saw it on the big screen. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. when I was younger, I was watching it from a little TV and then we got bigger. And then like, you know, I don't know that Absolutely. I watched it in my high school years ever, you know, and so where and I had the biggest TV in my house. And so then when we went and saw it on the big screen, I was like, I just kept on elbow and babe. And I'm like, hey, did you notice? Like, and he's like, that's yeah. cool. Well, Back yeah. when we watched this back in the 80s, it was like on a 16-inch TV that was barely, you know, it had the rabbit ears and yeah, it was through RCA cables. And yeah, this is... And it was it was square-shaped instead of a rectangle. Mm -hmm. So you had the pan and scan going on <laughs> as you were watching it. <laughs> I remember when... Back when, in the uh, day when I was a kid. When I worked at the video store, I would tell people, I'm like, now this is a pan and scan. And they're like, what? I'm trying to explain it to them, and they're like, "I don't care." I'm like, yeah, people do hey, well, care. You're when missing I, out. When I started getting really nerdy about movies, uh, <laughs> my later years in high school, and I would start looking for the widescreen VHS cassettes. Yeah. My parents thought I was so weird. They're like, "Half the my screen is cut out." Me. I know, I'm like, it's not cut out. It's the whole screen. Yeah. They're like, "No, it's cut because the top and the bottom." I'm mm -hmm. like, "Yeah," but when you go. To a movie theater and you watch it on the big screen what shape is that screen yeah having to explain this yeah. was really rough yeah My i looked for it hard. in high school a lot and then when i came back from film school and i was a snob like i would i couldn't even stand it if you didn't have well, i was like it's not widescreen i'm not watching it mm -hmm. like people yeah. hated me mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> And then my and family's loved, like, just go to your room. Oh, I, I love when DVDs the strangers at the video store. So yes. <laughs> yeah. I I would I loved the DVDs that you could get when they came out that had both yes. the standard yeah. and the widescreen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand why all DVDs didn't do that. Why would you get well, I didn't understand why you would get standard if widescreen was available. Yes, I paid this money. Why are you cutting off the top and the bottom of my movie? <sighs> So, We're just old people today. We're, this is we an, are. This, this is, is an episode about. Like I said, it seems appropriate though for the topic for well, the if this matter. movie were to take place today, this would be going back to 1993, and I was 18 and graduated from high school. So yeah, I totally feel. There, there's a lot that I think you could do with this though. Going back oh, to yeah. 1993, like yeah. the struggles. Music of, was so good. Oh, the yeah, music. it was awesome in the yeah. 90s. But, but also like the the you know the main character going back, like okay, well let's just figure this out. Let's just Google it really quick. <laughs> it's just what? What? What do you want to? You do? know, look it up on the Can internet. You do that. But what now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you have a computer? I mean, there's one at the school or something, you know, <laughs> or at the library, but not. Not yeah, everybody had a home hard. computer in 93 and it would, yeah. there, I think there's a lot that it would be yeah, interesting. I think, but okay, don't throw that in, out into the universe. Like that doesn't mean it needs to be made. But in I just watched, I just watched the remake of white man can't jump. Yeah. Um, not good. I mean, well, it's I'll, like, I'll, that's a different episode, but I mean, it, there were some interesting things. Okay. For today, okay. right? Um, but it it doesn't mean it has to be. And there's yes. some interesting things if that could gonna, happen. I agree. Good version. But yes. I want if it happened, 
it's like that lightning in a bottle. Like you'd want Zemeckis and who, well, who are these characters that could be believable? Like yeah. as these, you they're, know, it's just, the actors are so iconic in these roles. Like Chris Glover, like yeah. he is such a weird dude, but I, he I'm is fascinated really by weird. Him. Like yeah. I, he was on American gods and it was incredible to see. And he's just so unique, but I think he's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, Leia Thompson. I had a biggest crush on Leia Thompson. Yeah. She was the shoe. Those were my, those were my uh, crushes there for a while. And but, she had, she had weird relationships in the eighties with her son in this one. And then with a duck and Howard, the duck, <laughs> like, she had a rough time remember, in the 80s relationship. I remember wise. going to the movie and, and I knew nothing about Howard the Duck. My parents were just like, oh, it's PG. We'll just take him to the movie. And I remember just sitting there going, I really like her, but what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd as, as Doc oh. Brown is probably one of my favorite castings. One of my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, he plays it with just enough eccentric Yes. behavior but so much loving it's, it's kindness right toward edge. marty like that could have gone sideways so fast he could have been yeah. so annoying and instead you just love him yeah. yeah and and what i love about this too is it's classic storytelling in that look this is the moment in time that we're seeing these characters in their lives we don't get a whole big backstory on how he and doc brown become friends because mm-hmm. like that's weird why is this teenager hanging out at this mad scientist's house he's all got the time? A giant it's not, yeah it's not important to the story but we it just, doesn't matter just he just it. does yeah. and it just is that way but like now when you make a movie it's like well hold on now that stormtrooper over there in the corner Mm-hmm. why is he there and what's his motivation yeah. let's make a disney plus series about it and explain it all <laughs> well and that's why i think i have like a little bit of like an issue with redoing it is there's something about the movies that came out in the 80s in that yes this is a very clean cut kind of family movie but there's still kind of this like there's a bit gorilla of a filmmaker mm-hmm. feel yeah. not everything is so clean and shiny right like yeah. it feels more real and i feel like now we've got all these these remakes of movies and they don't have that same kind of grittiness and i'm not saying this is like a gritty story i'm talking right. about no. the feeling of the film no, totally yeah. is it's not as clean and shiny and packaged mm. and and everything and that's what how my difference with white man can jump i mean you're going from you know this really urban gritty like Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah. and, and now, yes, the story kind of works and and that, and I get it, but it's just like, it just is new laundry that just came out of well, the dryer and I handed it to you. Like, it hasn't lived a life. Like, yeah. it hasn't, you know, it just feels, it feels like when I watched it, it felt like it belonged on the Disney Channel. And I'm I, not yeah. saying there's... I, there's anything wrong with that style of movie it's no. white man can't jump i i love that metaphor yeah fresh out of the dryer well <laughs> i i remember thinking something along those lines when they redid the fresh prince of bel-air and they tried to yeah. make it all serious and gritty and a drama instead of a comedy i'm like so basically what you've done is you've taken will smith out of the picture because he's not the main character and you've made it not a sitcom where you can now sprinkle in some serious issues and it tried to make it too over the top and too serious. So you've taken everything that was good about the original yeah. and now you want me to sit and watch it. And I'm just not. Yeah. A I, movie that I would say pull me in, like go watch it because it, it fits in the categories of the movies that we're talking about right now. And it's a movie that just came out this weekend and it's called Blackberry and it's a movie about, the film, oh, yeah. the Blackberry. And it yeah. feels so, and maybe it's because it came out like the story takes place in the 90s, right? Right. Or early 2000s, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels very much like it's here to tell you this story and it over dramatizes it a little bit, but it's here to tell you this story and there's no apologies to how these people acted. And the yeah. coloring is very much like it's just, yeah. I like. Yes, sometimes it's great to have a movie that's just well packaged and everything's pretty and everything's in its place and and you know the director dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's and here it is 
fresh and snuggly and smells yeah. great out of the dryer. Sometimes you want a movie that you like dug for mm -hmm. and then yeah. you picked it up and smelled it and you're like, that'll do like it's clean. And you put it on. Like I sometimes like I want a movie that up. feels worn. It has lived a life. It's wrinkled up in the corner. Yeah. You can tell it's not fresh out of the dryer, but it doesn't stink too bad. But so it's you comfortable. Can put it on. But yeah, it's comfortable. It's your favorite. Show. Out. It makes you yeah. feel good. Yeah. And, you know, like that's that's, that's the kind cool. of movie I want. And if this movie got remade to to do that now, I I want it to be more of it feels worn. The, than, the problem with having, yeah. and I don't want it to be remade. There are some yeah. movies that I'm, I just don't want the remake. I you can throw whatever Muppet casting you want at me. I don't want the Princess Bride remade. I don't. I, get I don't any, think that under movie any needs circumstance. to be remade either. And mm -hmm. and there's just some movies that stand on their own enough that you don't need to remake them at there's all. There's more stories to tell. Yeah. When well, these I, movies I were funny. made, we were only telling stories from like a one very spe specific perspective. Now yeah. we've got all these perspectives that we can tell stories from. So just start and we need to new stories. And we, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and they, under the laundry that you were supposed to put away last week and grab the story from the bottom. Yeah. It up, shake it up, we, smell it. If we remade it. this, it would either be all like nostalgia fest fan service callback yes. stuff, or it would be like let's revolutionize the story and really dig deep. Or I don't need either of those things to happen. Just yeah. let me watch yeah. my movie. Now I'm yelling at the cloud as an old man. It's fine. <laughs> well, and and I'll give you my yelling at the cloud. It, it, the movies now it's so funny because we like we talk about how Hollywood's kind of creatively bankrupt and like. They, they made Air, which is the story of the making of the Nikes, right? Yeah. The making of Tetris. And now they just announced they're making a movie about the guy who invented the Flaming Hot Cheeto. Like, yeah. I, this is now, 2023. All right. So and Blackberry on, feels like it's in that same category. By I the way. just watched Air again last night. I've heard it's I good. Just, I'm, I'm I, not... must, I just listened to um, the Shoe Dogs book, and it was so interesting that I watched Air again. I do think there's something to be said about telling us the stories of people behind all of these yes, great things. Totally. I just think it's But yeah, I mean, reaching for the, the hot new, Cheeto, that maybe could be like a Netflix mini, like fun. That's like you the know. new niche. Like, yeah. You know, the superhero 20, genre is 2023 is going to be the year that we remember as the year when we made all these movies about how stuff was. I think that happened made. the same year Miracle came out. It was like all of these sports movies yeah. about yeah. great. You know, like the stories of great athletes and great coaches. It was like we had two, through two to three years of of yeah. that thing, yeah. and it's but not bad. No, it's not bad. It's just yeah. it's one of those trends, yeah. and I think that's on on. Trend. It's like when, although Hot Cheeto might be bad, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the story is. That Maybe it's very intriguing. I know like, that he was a janitor at some point, and then okay, and then okay. Hot Cheeto. So okay. But it's like when Hollywood, when Disney announced they were making uh, Bugs Life and then DreamWorks had to make Ants. And then we had yeah. the competing volcano movies. Yep. We had Armageddon and Deep Impact also exactly. came out the same mm -hmm. year. So, yeah, it's like, oh, they're making a biopic about somebody who created something. We need to do that. We can do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing that I'd hate to see in a remake of Back to the Future, though, is I'm there's something to be said about all the practical effects in this movie. Yeah. And I'm afraid that they would try and CGI so much of it. Yeah. And it would need to be. Well, it, and here's the problem with CGI. Again, we talk about the cost of movies and things like that. CGI is just more cost effective, mm -hmm. I think, than, than building a set and doing the practical effects. Right. But there's a certain amount of art that's lost. And it's the same thing mm -hmm. when we look at animation. Everything's all about the 3D computer animation oh. stuff now. And we're not doing the hand-drawn animation as much anymore. And that's an art that's being lost over time. And it's absolutely and it's sad. But making movies, especially mainstream movies, it's a business and they're going to do mm -hmm. what makes money. Absolutely. Well, and I think I feel like there's a there's a place for all of it. Yeah, you I know? agree. And just totally. because one movie just because one movie has all of the CGI doesn't mean the other movie doesn't like fast and furious franchise. The one thing I love about that is because I know. They are blowing up real cars. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know that they are they are thinking about how because it's a, they can't shoot these scenes over right. and over. So they really have to photograph 
these shots and they usually have yeah. one or two cars and a, some of them aren't the real cars they're you know built to be right that. um but i love knowing that i love yeah. knowing that they've got to choreograph how these things are going to explode you know and how all of that but then you get a movie like transformers which i love and none of that is real you know right. and and so it's there's a time and a place for all of it but yeah. not every movie and, and cgi CGI can still work. I mean, like Guardians 3, the CGI worked for me, whereas Quantumania, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. And so it really comes down to the the painter, not the yeah. paintbrush. You know, it's, yeah, but the, it's not the tools. I And not that I want to dwell on this, but I will say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the exception now for Marvel movies and uh -huh. CGI. And yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania seems to be more the rule lately. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And that makes me sad a little bit in my heart, but um, I feel like we're, this is our hater show, but it's not, we're just kind of, un, we're unloading like well, some of our thoughts and feelings. But if you've listened to any of our other shows, you know that we like all of these things in the context yeah. of the movies that yes. we've talked about, but it's it, what we're really talking about here is like, so in back to the future, what it reminded us when we watched this movie yeah. is that, you can make just this simple movie. It just feels it is. so, it just feels like, yes, they put the set together, but then they showed up and they, they just all had to interact with each yeah. other. The yeah. Real things were moving. It was, well, the, I don't know. I just, it just Theater, makes me think of better the times. The whole Darth Vader scene where he's got the yes. Walkman. It's so smart, but it's so simple. He's in and a it, hazmat suit. He's straight out of a 1950s. He's playing Van Halen that his dad, they've never heard guitar like that. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's well, simple. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Clear. It's brilliant. He's Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. And it just drives me crazy every time because obviously that's not right. But, <laughs> but it is such an iconic scene. Um, yeah. I, and there's so much in this movie. I love the story. You know, and I think that's why it works, right? Because a lot of times with sci-fi type movies, we get caught up in the science, we get caught up in the theories, we get caught up in the world that we're building, right. those kind of things. In this, it is about the story. It's about him connecting with his parents in a new way. Mm -hmm. It's about him understanding and seeing his parents as people. Because I think when you're right. a teenager, you look at your parents, you're like, they don't get me. They don't mm -hmm. understand me. Mm -hmm. They don't know what it's like. They don't know what I'm going through. And then he goes back and he sees his parents in that same time in their the life struggles. and seeing the same struggle, seeing his mom that she snuck alcohol out of the liquor cabinet <laughs> to bring to the prom. And his mom was kind of a, kind of a naughty hottie. Yeah. You know, checking yeah. out the and, in his underwear and, you know, and Calvin. well, his dad wasn't doing much better. Well, climbing up in the tree as a peeping Tom, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's just those moments where he sees them as real people and can connect yeah. with them on a new level. Uh, you've got his dad who is the nerd, who's not popular at all in school. And how does he get the girl? Oh, well, lovers laugh. He is so good in this movie. Um, and, and you've just got those moments where he, he's able to connect with them and you get to see them and see them in a new light. I, I just love the storytelling in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why this movie does hold up because it doesn't matter that it's 85 going back to 55. It doesn't matter that it's, you know, whatever it, it's really that story of it's the heart. Yeah. The story that's there. And I think that that gets missing, uh, in some movies. But at the same time, it's a sci-fi movie. Like, mm -hmm. if you talk about the story and the connections and things like that, and then say, "Oh, and we're setting this in the in this world where you're going to travel back in time in a DeLorean," it's easy to get lost in all the shiny stuff. But at the heart of it is the story that he's going through and the connections and the people, and and I like that. I totally agree. Yeah, and I think that's why it still holds up even after. Yeah, all I mean, these like years. I was watching it, and like some of the some of the special effects look a little dated. The, the editing scene with the uh, um, Libyans, you know, mm -hmm. that, that doesn't hold up really well um, just in the sure. editing alone, the, the cultural concept, but, but you forgive it. It's like Val said, it's got these rough edges, but that's like kind of why you're drawn to it. Like it still yeah. works. Yeah. 
this was <laughs> this was a studio taking a little bit of a chance on a newer director, even though he had Spielberg in his back pocket helping him out. Right. But but this was a we don't know. I mean, they kind of set up the sequels at the end, but I don't know that we knew we were going to get part two and part if, three. If you never did, you would have been okay. Yeah. I mean, just having them fly off in the future, like then in your mind, you just make up what's happening, right. you know, and it's, it sets that up. By the way, I quote that every time I'm backing out of our driveway, <laughs> I'll put on my sunglasses and I'll look at my wife and I'll say roads where we're going. We don't need roads. And then she lovingly rolls, rolls her eyes. eyes at me and yeah. <laughs> I think one of the first times uh, that Ben saw this movie and we got to that part, he was like, dad, you say that all the time in the car. Yes, I do. I made it up. They, they took it from me. Yeah. <laughs> it was my line. <laughs> Christopher like, Lloyd asked if he could borrow it. And I said, sure. It's so. like when the kid learns the magician's secret, you know, and you're like, Oh, shoot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not as special anymore. Yeah. My, my dad's not quite as clever as I thought he was. <laughs> I mean, he's, oh, they're going to find out at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to sure. that as long as possible. Yeah. He still has time to do more awesome things. Yeah. I still say every time we go around a corner to hang on to your butts. I love that. Know. I used to do that all the time with Sammy. Yeah. They don't know that's from Jurassic Park yet. Because I don't know that we've shown Ben Jurassic Park. Yeah, that one you might need be to get little... on that. Like, uh, I want him to watch it. He's still he's a little sensitive, a little yeah. young yet to watch. Yeah. Well, I know how to knock that sensitivity people. right out of him. <laughs> Make him watch all the Jurassic Park do a marathon. The, the movie Tough Love, the Tough Love movie school. <laughs> you want to make it in this world? I'm not to watch saying all put Alien in front of him. I'm just saying Jurassic Park. I I. I we we will eventually because we love that movie. I just think right now he's a little young. Yeah. So. Um, super quick before we jump into grades. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago and here's a follow-up. I watched the Tom Hardy film Minotaur and oh. wow, it has like a 13% Rotten Tomatoes and it deserves it. It is like sometimes you get a movie that's so bad it's good. This is so bad it's just awful. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. could have told you when you said Tom Hardy and Minotaur. Like, I but, just knew. Uh, oof. Yeah, that was a that was. But a rough, thank you for the warning. You know, it's not awful. The fact that we're raising money for the American Cancer Association. Yes. Yep. We are. We are going to be running a 10K in Disneyland in January, and part of that is we are raising um, just over two thousand dollars. So we're trying to raise. That's our goal as a team. Uh, so that we can run that race and it goes to fight against cancer. Yep. Uh, I have to be careful. I know I word it sometimes. I get a hard time from Steph from Cutscenes and, and Cupcakes. She always says, oh, you're raising money for cancer? Nope. For the fight against cancer. We're, we're anti-cancer, pro-fighting against it. Well, and I got to tell you, I mean, it's such a special group of people and you guys are going to meet some of these people through the Facebook group and through, we're going to have a, a, a brunch at Disney um, where you can meet the team and we're going to have a, a couple of speakers. It doesn't take too long, but you know, you get free Mickey waffles. I mean, it's great, but like, I've got a friend who's part of the team. She's going to be running a 10 K in Walt Disney world in January. She's currently going through cancer. Like she is having chemo treatments right now wow. and is still, she's out there wearing her hat and she's training and her daughter's going to be doing the full marathon. And it's just, so inspiring to see these people who are like fighting this or who have fought this. And it's just such an incredible cause, like $30, $30 will give um, somebody a, a trip. Like they will drive, they have volunteers who will drive people from their home to the cancer to get to their medical appointments. You know, they'll put them up for the night at the Hope Lodge. I mean, it's just such an incredible um, individual a, a, a charity and everything that you donate goes directly to ACS. Like none of this money is going to us. We're paying for our trips. We're paying for the airfare, the, the park tickets, everything. So anything that you donate goes directly to American Cancer Society. So we will put that link on our Facebook page. We'll make sure we'll pin it to the top so everybody can see it. You can go there and you can donate. Uh, we appreciate any of your support for that. Um, It'll be a lot of fun and we'll post lots of pictures and videos and things like that while we're in the parks. Um, so 
it, it'll be great. Make sure you're following our adventures as we get ready to do that. So and follow the social so you can win passes to see movies like Fast X. Yeah, listen, we do a lot on Facebook. We have heard over and over again that it's for old people. We're old people, and we we're just reaching out it to you with this episode. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't think that that's who, I mean, that is who we are. Yep. Uh, and if that's you as well, then follow us on Facebook because Please. we will be giving away tickets and things like that. We'd love to see you at our screenings and we'd love to interact with you on uh, on our social media. So please follow us there. Um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow our podcast wherever you listen to, fo- to podcasts uh, so you never miss a new episode. Um, and I'm about ready to close up, but we have to give a grade to this movie. Yeah, we haven't done that. Shoot. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, let's start with you today. Uh, This one's an A for me. This one's got all the nostalgia, but it still holds up. Um, Sometimes you have to separate them. Sometimes I have to give a nostalgic grade and then a modern day grade. It still really holds up for me. The story is great. The acting is fantastic. The music, as we talked about, the score was great. Um, The Huey Lewis soundtrack. It's it's really a slice in time because I remember being 10, going to the theater, having the popcorn and having my mind blown because I knew nothing about this movie and just being such a fan of it. Um, and I think I saw it in the theater like three times that summer. Like this was back in the day where you could buy like summer matinee tickets for like a buck Mm -hmm. and you know, mom would just drop me off and my go see it with my brother. And it was just great. So, um, a for me. No, I like I'm in between. That's okay. Like, I don't want to not make it a triple a rated movie, but like it's not always an A for me. I feel like a Muppet every time I do that. Yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. I guess um, because but... um, in my mind it's a B plus. Like, okay, it's but okay. when I was younger it was an A. That's where I'm like hitting because I know like Tracy, you and I have this like, you know, like when I was younger I watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much, and now that I'm older, like I still think it's fun. I think it's a good movie, but I don't go to it as much. So. Do I take the grade from when I was younger or do I take the grade from my rules it's right now? The difference, give it an A minus, and that's still All an right, A minus. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that I hadn't given my A, but Val knew she was the one that was going to bring it down from being AAA rated. Yeah, this is an A for me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a surprise. Psychic. This is one of my all time favorite movies. Um, if it's on, I will stop and watch it. If I'm flipping through channels mm-hmm. i'll stop and watch this movie and it doesn't matter where it starts yep. or where it's at i'll watch it um it, it's just such a big part of growing up and really brought me into loving movies and filmmaking and stories and and things like that so yeah it's an a for me as well so all right there, there you, you go. go uh we'll call this triple a rated with an asterisk for the minus a minus part that really should be a b plus because we talked her (laughs) that's why i have to wait till i'm at the window at taco bell because i'm like (laughs) just need to be there in the moment all right really quick like i hate when you go to the drive-thru and somebody (laughs) is sitting there and they take like 10 minutes to order and it's like this is a very simple menu you have been here before like, I get you don't know what you want until you order it, but don't take like 10 minutes going, um. No, I don't do that. Um, you know, I, yeah. That. Yeah, I don't do that. Or, or this is the other reason why I love ordering on the app because we're ordering for, you know, if we're taking the That's whole family out, we're ordering for eight people. And usually if I do that, I'll do pickup like inside because I don't want to be that guy in the drive through that they're like, okay, here's your first tray here's of drinks. Here's your second tray of drinks. Here's your bag. Here's another bag. I just, for me. Also, you can thumb through and make sure they didn't miss anything. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, I I agree. Our show is not sponsored by Taco Bell. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> we can think outside the bun. The we box. can make a run for the border. Taco box. Yeah, we can we can do all of the all of the slogans that you guys have. Yokiro Taco Bell, we're here for it. Peter Davidson. Yeah, apps. We could have him on as a guest on the show. Oh boy. Do we have I... to. <laughs> Speaking of things that are not fresh out of the laundry. 
Peter. You don't know that. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh boy. He might shower We've, three times a day. You have no every idea. Every time, every time we start talking about what a celebrity might smell like, it just doesn't always go well. I just I bet you Leia Thompson smells wonderful though. Has she been spending more time with Howard the Duck or is she <laughs> doesn't matter? I he seems he to be pretty him. busy. He's doing yeah. lots of movies. Yeah, yeah, he's showing up. All okay. right. There we go. <laughs> Monday night. Tonight, you will see us at Fast X. If you're there, if you've won tickets, congratulations. And this will be uh, and fun because Jake and I are not big Fast X fans like Val. So this this will be good. We we are there to have a good time. Yep. That's all. Just entertain. And I'm just, yeah. I'm just there to be entertained. That's why I go. I, I, be entertained. I was entertained. I, I haven't seen the other nine movies, so I hope I'm not going to be fine. lost. All right. <laughs> But you're going to learn something because I have some amazing trivia before the movie that I don't know if that. anybody's going to know. I will be surprised Ooh. if I give away any I'm, prizes. <laughs> I'm excited for that. And I'm excited because they're going to try to blow up the Vatican. So I feel like that's right up there with sealing the Declaration of Independence. That's a good point. Yes. Oh, I'm fun. like, what? what do you have against the Vatican? <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, no, nothing. I, I don't want the Vatican <laughs> to get blown up. I just mean that's a crime on that level. Like, what's the most ridiculous crime yeah. we can think of? Yeah. Stealing the moon from Despicable Me is a good one. Mm -hmm. Stealing yeah. the Declaration of Independence and mm -hmm. blowing up the Vatican. Those are yeah. those there. are three big ridiculous uh, things that you would do in a movie yeah. and only. And in a movie. we're going to talk about that when we talk. Are we going to make this a regular episode or is it going to be? We need uh, to decide what we need okay. to do on that. We'll we need to do more Patreon episode, episodes. Theater. So, yeah. all right, join our Patreon and. Uh, Thanks for being here. And until next time, enter. We may or may not. Uh, we may or may not. I don't know. Movies? I don't know. Whatever. That's the power of love. Bum, bum, ba da da da. This has been an Age of Geek media production.